So we lost an hour of sleep over the weekend, but the Boston Bruins were not able to turn back the clock on the Toronto Maple Leafs, losing to the rival club by a score of 5-2 to two in Canada on Saturday evening. Going to get into all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as YouTube. So please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen, or if you watch uh, on YouTube, feel free to drop a comment, get some conversation going as well. Uh, But whether you're an Apple user, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts, again, please do smash that subscribe button. Uh, not too hard. You'll hear from the Department of Podcast Safety. And uh, again, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you are on Twitter, you can follow the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. Uh, the podcast is also on Instagram under the same handle. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now, like I said off the top, the Bruins fell to the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of 5-2 to on Saturday evening. Pretty disappointing result, all things considered. Uh, The Bruins had come off a very strong game against the Detroit Red Wings uh, to open the month of November. Their first trip to uh, Canada since the playoff bubble, their first game against the Maple Leafs in, yeah, over two years, I believe. I think the last time they played was game 15 of the... 2019-20 season pre-COVID and uh, a lot has changed obviously since then and the Bruins were not able to beat uh, basically the Maple Leafs core four on this night both uh, sorry John Tavares Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner scored Uh, I think they have gone like over a week with only those three or William Nylander scoring four Uh, for that team, and uh, the Bruins were not able to stop this team on uh, that night. Uh, Taylor Hall and David Pasternak did score for the Bruins, but they allowed four straight goals en route to the loss after Hall's um, opening goal, which was scored at 8.37 of the first period. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, in his familiar bumper spot on the power play, fired it off. Hall tipped it past uh, Jack Campbell to open the scoring, uh, but it was a lead they would only hold for about four minutes, and then uh, the Maple Leafs took it from there. Head coach Bruce Cassidy said the team has to create an identity where they're hard to play against for 60 minutes, not just 20, 30, 40, or whatever it is. Got to be a full 60, and we weren't. You get into their type of game, you don't want to start trading chances. Uh, They've got to play with a little bit more puck possession in the offensive zone. 
harder to play against in Boston's end. There were some easy goals for the Maple Leafs, according to Bruce Cassidy, that they worked for, uh, but the Bruins were soft on pucks when they needed to be harder. If you score five or six goals, those don't matter as much, but uh, obviously the Bruins didn't. And he, you know, kind of um, called out Derek Forbort after this one. Uh, the second Austin Matthews goal uh, went through the goaltender. It was a bad clear in the corner. They won a battle, didn't get it out. Another bad clear. Um, and then he said, you have one hand on the stick for the Bruins defenseman. Can't do that. You've got to be hard in those areas. A lot of talent on the other side. Anytime you play against, you can't clear pucks with one hand on your stick. And that's what Forbort tried to do on that attempt. Uh, he basically knocked it to Mitch Marner, who um, sent it to Austin Matthews, who had a great opportunity in front, and, and he made no mistake on that one. Um, yeah, he's, Bruce Cassidy said... They got worked right in front of their goal, the goaltender by Tavares on the last goal. The Bruins have to decide to work harder to keep the puck out of the net. You have to identify being that team that is hard to play against in front of the net, and uh, that's what they've got to do uh, in order to reclaim that mantle. So, yeah, some harsh words for uh, Derek Forbort. It was called out pretty directly. Uh, again, Bruce Cassidy said they had some easy goals. Bruins were not clearing properly and just made it a bit too easy for uh, Toronto's stars to um, to get things going. Now, after falling behind 4-1, about 2.53 into the third period, the Bruins did push back a bit and pulled within two on Pasternak's third of the season one-time blast off a of feed from Brad Marchand. Uh, they peppered uh, Jack Campbell from there on out, uh, outshooting the Maple Leafs 23-9 to over the last 20 minutes, but they were unable to pull any closer. Very much a case of, of uh, too little, too late in this one. And Jack Campbell, who's played well all season long, um, really stood strong. Taylor Hall said he felt... The Bruins had the game in hand in pockets. It wasn't a full 60. Uh, that's kind of playing into their hands. They're a skilled team. They make plays off the rush. Their D are active. The counter to that is playing in their end, making them stop so they don't have momentum coming out of their zone. Again, the Bruins did it in pockets. They did it in the third. That's how they can play. Uh, but they've got to do that right from the start of the game and be confident in their ability to outplay teams uh, that way. Uh, there was a very weird goal uh, for the Maple Leafs to make things 1-1. Uh, he was battling with Patrice Bergeron in front of the net. The clash led to Tavares bumping the cage off its moorings. The officials on ice ruled a goal on the ice, and after a lengthy review, the goal was confirmed with the NHL declaring the Bruins caused the net to dislodge. Bruce Cassidy very much disagreed with this ruling. He said they used the rule that we knocked the net off, which is actually incorrect. We didn't knock the net off. Tavares knocked it off. He's the one that went into it. Uh, they were looking to see if the puck actually crossed the line, but they weren't actually looking to see who knocked the puck off. Um, 
he couldn't tell if the puck went over the line. It was very hard to tell. Um, the reason why they allow continuation, uh, which is right, so they can kind of tell if the puck crossed the line. But the way the rule's written, we have to knock off the net. Bergie certainly made contact with Tavares in the crease, but according to uh, Bruce Cassidy, the Bruins did not knock the net off, and uh, therefore, you know, the goal shouldn't have standed or stood, I guess I should say. So, yeah, very disappointing result for the Boston Bruins in this one. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this game before we look ahead to uh, the week to come. Before we do that, a quick word about Direct Stream. It's a great way, simple way, to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part? There's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct Stream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Also, today, I want to talk about Indeed. They are a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible. Because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire, all at Indeed. It's an unbelievably powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, hire, all in one place. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. They partner with you at every stop in the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. They make it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Pick what skills are important to you from over, uh, again, 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talent's abilities faster. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. That offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I also want to thank you once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Uh, it truly does mean a lot that you, um, yeah, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, check out the podcast on YouTube, and uh, I appreciate your continued uh, support. Now, the Bruins maybe deserved a bit of a different fate in this one. If you look at the results five on five, they had 75% of the shot attempts in the third period. Overall, it was 59.38. Now, again, there's this thing called score effects, which comes into play here. Uh, if you're not familiar with score effects, it's basically if a team is ahead, they may kind of sit back and try to defend the lead, meaning the team that's fighting back will have the majority of opportunities uh, in that kind of score-adjusted context. That was certainly the case here, as the Bruins did have – like I said, 75% of total attempts in the third period, or sorry, that was at five on five, 78% of total attempts in the third period. Uh, but 
Again, Jack Campbell stood strong overall in this one. Five on five, the Bruins had a 59.38 shot attempt differential. And uh, expected goals, however, fell in favor of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They had more high danger chances. Um, and uh, yeah, they took advantage of those opportunities to be sure. Uh, the third goal for the Maple Leafs was definitely a killer for the Bruins. Um, Austin Matthews, he scored two power play goals just under four minutes apart in the third period. The first came off a second effort in front after Allmark made the initial stop with his left pad. That's the one I talked about earlier. Uh, the bad clear by uh, Derek Forbort or the bad attempt. And uh, the second goal, uh, he blasted it from the right circle. And that pretty much did the Bruins in. On a positive note, Taylor Hall did pick up his third goal of the season, as did uh, David Posternak. So hopefully those two guys get going here. Uh, Taylor Hall played in front of the net, like I mentioned. And he said it's just something that he's getting used to on the power play. A few games ago, he would have gotten out of the way of the shot, but he's starting to find some comfort there, being able to tip and read off guys. Uh, Bergy doesn't shoot it overly hard, but he's very accurate with his shots. And that particular puck was going middle of the net. So he felt okay trying to get a stick on it. And it, of course, uh, did work. The Bruins, however, did go 0 for 3 the rest of the way on the power play, lamenting some missed opportunities. Uh, Hall said they had some really good power plays, and then they've had some where it looked a bit disconnected. Going to have to figure out. Uh, how to fix that because it was a bit of a momentum killer for us at times when they weren't able to create chances on the power play and it stalled their five on five game, uh, giving them momentum. Now the Bruins did give Taylor Hall the A on this one, joining Brad Marchand as an alternate captain for the game. It was announced prior to the season that the A's would uh, be rotated between uh, Brandon Carlo Charlie McAvoy and uh, Taylor Hall got this one. He know he grew up. Well, I wouldn't say he grew up. He was about 14 when he moved to nearby Kingston, Ontario, uh, which is only a couple hours east of Toronto. Uh, he said it was a, a good honor, something you don't take lightly, wearing a letter for the Boston Bruins. A very cool thing. He's coming here, tried to be himself. Maybe not the most most vocal guy in the bench or in the room, but tries to lead with his preparation and the way that he plays and battles. And it was nice to have that on the Jersey. So the Bruins again, losers in this one at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And with that loss, they, um, yeah, kind of dropped in the standings a little bit here. Uh, NHL.com standings aren't really working very well. So let's flip over to um, ESPN, shall we? And the Bruins, you know, they saw some games in hand on the competition. They've only played nine games. Detroit's played as many as 13, as has Montreal. Uh, the Maple Leafs have played 12. Right now, the Bruins have 10 points, which is sixth in the uh Atlantic division behind Buffalo, Detroit, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Florida. We'll do a full power rankings tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, the Bruins really need to start piling up some points here, lest that they fall behind in the uh in the I mean it's a bit early to talk about the playoff race, but 
you know, you got to pick up these points. And uh, right now there would be only three teams from the Atlantic, Florida, Toronto, Tampa, and five from the uh, Metro with Carolina, the Rangers, Flyers, Blue Jackets, and Capitals holding down spots. The Bruins would have to jump Pittsburgh, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, and the Red Wings in order to claim a playoff spot. Only the Senators and Canadians have fewer points than the Bruins in the East right now. Again, that's a bit deceiving because of point percentage. The Bruins have only played uh, nine games, so hopefully they can um, make up some games in hand here, beginning with Ottawa tomorrow night back on home ice. That's a very winnable game for Boston, and that should help to get them on the right track. After that, they're going to host Edmonton. It's a very tough team. Uh, you know, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl joined this season by, you know, not joined by, but there's other guys in Edmonton who are putting up numbers as well. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, Jesse Pogliarvi, and uh, they're not going to be an easy out at all. I did, wrote a post for owner's box on that McDavid goal on Friday that he scored against the Rangers one on four and then beat the goaltender. Uh, so that's not going to be an easy out for sure. But then they played New Jersey uh, at the Devil's Rink on Saturday afternoon and then a game on Sunday against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and then they have another five-day break, which is which is ridiculous. So a good opportunity this week to pick up some points for sure against Ottawa and Montreal. Those are kind of must-wins on home ice. Uh, probably give Edmonton the uh the win on thursday not give them that but i project that they would win that game and then new jersey uh the bruins should win as well so a good opportunity here to pick up six perhaps seven of the eight available points over the next few days and uh of course we'll take each of those games in turn as they pop up and do a full atlantic division power rankings here on the podcast uh, tomorrow. Before we get into some news and notes from around the NHL, a quick word about Built Bar. Thanksgiving is coming up, and Built Bar is a fantastic uh, Thanksgiving dessert alternative. If you don't want all the calories that come with all the cakes and pies and whatnot following your Thanksgiving meal, feast on something delicious and feel good about it with a Built Bar. One slice of pie has about 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, plenty of protein. Uh, you know, there's good flavors in there, so you can replace pies with Coconut Built Bar, Raspberry Built Bar. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're, uh, you know, good for you as well. Low calorie, low carbs, low fat, high in protein. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, you can still go for a Built Bar or two. Uh, they're a great option when you're hungry uh, throughout the workday, especially if you're at home, uh, not maybe getting up and out as much. Uh, you can eat one of these guilt-free. There's new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at BuiltBar.com regularly, Built.com regularly, so check the site often. Also, there's nothing like a Built Black Friday. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. 
Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. You will not regret it. So we've talked about what is coming up for the Boston Bruins this week. Uh, There's been some rumors, reports out there that uh, maybe they are in the market for a defenseman. Not really sure who out there is available, but speaking of the Ottawa Senators, there is one very talented uh, defenseman that uh, the Senators have available, and that is Eric Branstrom. Uh, In a recent mailbag, Ian Mendez of The Athletic was asked why they sent him to the AHL, and he felt it was done because he's waiver-exempt and uh, they need to move somebody else to make room. Uh, But that has led to some frustration on Branstrom's part, and that could be why he changed agents recently. Uh, Mendez's sense of the situation is the young blue liner hasn't requested a trade. He doesn't think the Senators are shopping him, but um, there's a very real possibility that this could come to a head and that Branstrom could become available or indeed request a trade at some point in the near future. He was drafted 15th overall in 2017 by Vegas, came over in the Mark Stone trade. Uh, He's only appeared in 63 NHL games, two goals, 15 assists. Uh, He is a left-hand shot, very talented puck-moving defenseman, and uh, could be somebody that the Bruins take a look at if indeed he becomes available. I've half thought the Bruins could look at uh, a guy like P.K. Subban later down the road this season, you know, once his cap hit becomes a bit more palatable and if the Devils retain some of that as well. And, uh, you know, I've I've said a lot that McAvoy, Carlo, obviously rocks on the right side. Not convinced Clifton is a full 82-game guy or that you can rely on him night in, night out in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, Subban, obviously not quite the guy that he used to be, but uh, he could really uh, be a spark plug for the Boston Bruins. Uh, and wouldn't that be uh, fun and interesting to have him joining this team after being a rival uh, for so long. Speaking of the Senators, uh, they'll be without Austin Watts- Watson for some time, defenseman Nick Holden, uh, and associate coach Jack Capuano have also been placed in COVID protocol over the weekend. They also reassigned Philip Gustafson to their AHL affiliate in Belleville. So uh, yeah, there could be a good opportunity for the Bruins to defeat the, uh, the Ottawa Senators here on Tuesday night. And again, on tomorrow's podcast, we'll preview that one in full and also update the Atlantic division uh, power rankings. So yeah, that's it for today's episode of locked on boston bruins i hope you all had a great weekend uh the weather was beautiful here so did some uh yard work went for a nice walk yesterday watched the bruins also uh, watched the first new episode of yellowstone which is a fantastic show that if you haven't watched yet i highly recommend it the uh first episode of season four was was amazing and i'm excited to check out the rest although it's a weekly uh, release this time around instead of 
dropping it all at once for a binge watch. I guess that's just the way things are going these days, which is good, I guess, leaves uh, time for, for more hockey. I'll try to catch the new succession tonight, perhaps, or watch the second episode of Yellowstone as well. Also watched a lot of the third season of uh, Narcos Mexico over the weekend, which uh, I really enjoy as well. So yeah, that's it. Happy Monday, everybody. I uh, hope your week gets off to a great start. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Ruins. Uh, for your second listen, I recommend the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, where host Scott Cullen leads on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience to help give you the edge in your uh, daily or weekly fantasy plays. That's it, friends. Have a great Monday, and we will talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Ruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.